Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories and, you know, whatnots for uh, being married and owning a business together. I think I've said this before, the whatnots are my favorite part. The whatnots are my favorite part too. So it's been a pretty good weekend, Allison. I mean, we've actually relaxed a little and uh, gotten to spend some downtime after probably a crazy month of September, which was like every weekend was packed full of stuff. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Yeah, it was all good stuff, but it was like going places and doing things. This was the first weekend. It was kind of a little more low key. We went down. My mother had a birthday, so we went down and celebrated her birthday and had dinner with her. Happy birthday, Nana. Happy birthday, Nana. And then uh, today, we uh, the sh- Nana decided to take the kids, and so we have uh, been getting some stuff done around the house today. Yes, you'd think that we would be sitting on our butts, which is what I'd love to be doing, but no, we are busy, busy, busy. Cut your hair, stack some wood. Yep. Uh, record on, a podcast. Record a podcast. Working on some Cub Scout stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good. It's been nice. It's nice. It's been nice to have a little more weekend where I feel like I have control versus other people having control. You could choose what you did last weekend at camping. Well, that is true. We went camping, and I could have chosen what I was doing, but I was still somewhere else, not getting things done at my house. <sighs> Oh, but that's okay. So this week, Allison, we actually have a pretty interesting topic that we're going to kind of follow up on from a previous episode. Yeah. Um, so now that we've went to our Remodels Advantage conference a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned before, um, we're back to trying to touch base with our team members and have our leaders do a better job of touching base, check check in with them, see what's working, what's not, you know, kind of set some new goals. So I think that we did two of them. We met with two people this week. I, I met with one and our production manager met with one. And so I thought that this would be a good, um, good topic to just touch base on again. It was funny because a uh, quote went around the office. We try to share quotes and, you know, keep each other inspired and you know engaged and somebody sent this quote to the office team this week don't forget a person's greatest emotional need is to feel appreciated by h jackson brown and i thought that that tied in well to the fact that we are trying to check in and see how everybody's doing and set some goals for the next 60 or 90 days with everybody yeah so what we're going to talk about is how we and how our team keeps in touch with each other so keeping in touch with our team kind of taking the time to we don't like using the phrase reviews or... Well, because it's not a review. It's it's touching base. It's, you know, making sure that we're hitting our key results areas. It's not like this corporate, you know, sit down with your boss and you're going to... This works and this doesn't work and here's the scale. It's like the, the, that doesn't work in a small business. That's kind of this weird 1980s corporate mentality. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, we have spent years trying to explain to our team the you know what what we do compared to what a review would be right and it's not like we're going to check in and here you go here's some more money like that doesn't just because you've been around doesn't mean you're contributing to the team anymore or helping us be more profitable like you have to check in and make sure we're hitting those goals to know whether you're doing those things and i think one of the challenge and this comes from a small business owner and one of the things is is breaking that sort of mindset with our team that sitting down with the boss or sitting down with your manager and just because you came to that meeting or show up to work or breathe that you get a bump in salary or a bump in your pay well and 
I mean, those are good ways to get them, but don't not work their hours and don't not do the basics and then come and say, hey, I want a 40% raise. And it's like, but you're not even meeting the basics. But again, we, I find that sometimes they just don't even know. Right. Like I've sat down and done a couple check-ins with people where I have been super frustrated and been like, I don't understand why they're doing X, Y, Z. And so, you know, in a good, healthy way, we sit down to talk about it and they're completely oblivious. Right. They had no idea that instead of working 30 hours a week, they were, work, they were averaging seven, which again, I, I don't understand how they don't, but sometimes they're just not self-aware enough to know that like, you as the manager are frustrated and because they aren't fulfilling some basic obligation that's part of the job, they just are oblivious sometimes. And that's why these good regular check-ins, so you can say, hey, are you ahead, behind, or on pace on these things? And what do you what do you want to work on is good. Where it's not confrontational, it hasn't gotten to the point where you're just so annoyed you want to get rid of somebody. Right. So back in episode 20, we talked about KRAs and KPIs. And if you're not familiar, uh, KR, KPI is a key performance indicator. Um, and talk a little bit about, Allison, just a brief overview of like how we use KRAs and KPIs. So I think that's still evolving for us because – learning about this system is fairly new to us in the last couple of years. And it took us a while to develop what the KRAs, the key results areas are. Like if you're, if you're doing these basic things, you're doing well. And then KPIs is the metrics by which you monitor those things. I think we're still working on figuring out the metrics. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we've talked about this week in, in the office about, okay, I found a report in one of our programs because we've been talking a lot about entering daily logs for projects. And I found a report that literally will print out how many daily logs each person put in. Well, that's a great metrics yeah. because if they're not entering daily logs to whatever level we think is appropriate, we're not communicating and we're not deciphering information back and forth. So that was a great metrics to add into our system. Yeah, and I think that's a great example of keeping in touch with your team and what we did this week. And, and it was one of our managers. So it was our, our production manager who kind of oversees our, our entire field staff with our team. And we had a, a, a team member came and they asked us for a bump in pay and, and a little more responsibility and these other things to try to grow in the business. And I think that that, that person's intentions were right. Like, I think that person is has made the decision that they like working for us, they want to grow with us, and I think they went about uh, approaching us as owners and our management, management maybe not the best way, um, by saying, hey, I want X amount of dollars in this, you know. And, and my high D gets up, and I'm like, uh, no, because of all of these things, but we haven't checked in with him in a while. He, right. does, he wasn't even aware that... He wasn't meeting those basic metrics. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things before we met with our manager, before our manager met with him, and we kind of reviewed, okay, here are the things that he needs to be doing that are in his job description, that are his KRAs, and and we need to do a better job of, one, checking in with him on those KRAs, and, and two, holding him accountable to them. Yeah. I think sometimes we just get so busy and so stressed out that it's hard to keep in touch with the emotional and... um you know, the emotional needs and the basic keeping on track with everybody. And that's a leadership, that's definitely 100% a leadership failure. And I recognize that. And I know that that's something that all three of us as leaders are trying to do a better job on. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes as business owners, we feel like, hey, you have a job, 
go do your job. Like I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job. And that's true to some extent, but that doesn't mean that we have to put our hands up and not, you know, check in and make sure things are okay. So I think it's really important to make sure as business owners, we remember that. And we, we have to, that's a trickle down thing. That's a, that's a, a, you know, the stone rolls down the hill kind of thing. Like we have to do it with our managers. We have to encourage our managers to do it with their team members. And so I think that's one thing that you have to remember as, as a business owner. And I think as we get better at it, because sometimes you're like, well, nobody checks in on us. Nobody makes sure we're doing what we're, what we're supposed to be doing. I think as we get better at it and keeping accountable, I do see sometimes that our people who are under us, quote unquote, are doing that back to us, are coming back to us more and saying, hey, what about this? Hey, can you guys do these things? And that's a cultural shift that we're, we are working through and hopefully you're working through too, that everybody is holding everybody accountable. And it's okay to hold the person who cleans the bathrooms accountable and it's okay to hold the boss accountable too. Right, exactly. And it's one of those things, it's hard. And I'm sure everybody's business is different. And one of the challenges of our business is there are a core five or six of us that are in the office together a lot, but the vast majority of our employees are in the field and they don't, we don't see each other. Right. And I feel like it's very easy for them to become disconnected and to feel like there's this ivory tower of people who are a unit and I'm over here by myself. And that's not the case because we all think about them, engage about what's best for them, what's working, what's not, but they don't see that. And I think that that can become isolating for them sometimes. My ego is not so big to think that I'm doing everything right because I know I do a lot of things wrong, but I hope that our team knows that I really care about them, whether they see it or not, and I really want what's best for them. And I make decisions sometimes that aren't best for us because I want them to do a little bit better. Right, and I think that... And, and I, it's one of those things, and it's probably ever-evolving. Like, I feel like we get good at it, and then we start to get worse at it, and we get better, and then we start to get better at connecting with our team as a whole. Then something happens. Yes. Yeah. The business and issues get in the way, and it gets off the schedule, and it gets pushed to the side because you feel like something else is more important. I just, one thing we have to find a better way of doing is encouraging our leaders to understand that these check-ins are just as valuable, if not more valuable, than other things that they do in the business. And they, and you can tell that they necess- haven't necessarily bought into that because they don't make them a priority. Um, and for me, I get frustrated because I feel like, well, if I'm not doing it and I'm not pushing, they don't get done. But again, I don't interact with some of these people every day. Having me at this point in our business do these check-ins I want to be part of them and I want to be there to support them. But some of these people, it's it's not as beneficial for the team member for me to be either there or doing it because they not the because they don't interact with me every day. And I'm coming at it from a feeling point of view. And sometimes they're not as comfortable with that back and forth banter. I get a lot of, yep, I'll do that. Yep, I'll do that. Instead of maybe if they're interacting with their day to day manager who knows them better and knows those goals and has that emotional connection with them more, um, we can work together to build them up more with yeah. my with me supporting them. I want to be there to support them. But um, I don't think it is necessarily as valuable for me 
to be the person doing them at this point. Yeah, and I think one of the challenges with that is is that, you know, there's this balance. And and when you're a husband and wife team and you own a business together, you know, you, you like we've always said, like you find people have their strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, and people have their roles in the company. It's not just like everybody does everything. We we have our roles. I do sales. You know, you're general manager. We talk about these different roles. And so I think one of the things that we are getting better at, you know, as a husband and wife team is helping our team members know, understand their roles within all of that. And yes, you know, in, in the overall scope of thing, HR in general falls mostly under you. That That is part of your masthead, I guess, for the company. You are yeah. HR director. I mean, you're a bunch of other things, but right. one of your things is HR director. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we have to work on more is like, how do we make our team members understand that just because you're in charge of HR doesn't mean that you have to do everything. Right. I My job is to make sure that things are getting done, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to be the one doing it. If so-and-so wants a day off or needs to adjust their schedule, it's great that I'm included, but you can't ask me because you need to ask your manager because it's their schedule that's going to be affected. I like I need to be in the loop, but um, so I'm doing a better job, or I hope I'm doing a better job of trying to push back that answer needs to come from the person who is managing and will be most affected by it. But I need to be in the loop. Right. So, I mean, there are a lot of challenges, Allison, that come along with, you know, keeping in touch with your team and you want to be in touch with your team, but you also want to make sure that it's not always coming to you as the owner, especially in a, in an organization like ours, where there are direct report managers that a lot of people fall under. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's great that, yeah, that they, that they want to keep me in the loop, but I'm, but we need to work on those and we need to keep tweaking their KRAs. Um, we sat down, I sat down with our admin who heads marketing. And as we kind of talked through her KRAs, a year into her position, which has now evolved from a part-time admin and here execute social media, um, it's changed. So we need to relook at her key results areas and adjust those accordingly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, part of, you know, we're learning this as we go through these KRAs and KPIs, part of that is doing it with that person. So sitting down with that person and yes, as the owner, as the manager, as the HR director, whatever, you need to be the one that's, you know, creating and helping create and driving the creation of those KRAs and KPIs. But the person who you're meeting with, the team member who you're meeting with has to have buy-in to those, those as well. Yeah. So I think that some of the things that as we're adjusting our marketing person's KRAs that we're going to talk about and ask is like, okay, why did we make this hire, create this position? Um, what are the main activities that they need to do day to day? You know, they may now be different than they were when we made that hire. Um, and what are those activities? What are most key to the organization's success? So those are the things that now need to be her KRAs. Um, and why? And thinking about why is this position important to the company and the team? You know, as so those are kind of some of the things we need to start thinking about now as she has evolved and the position has evolved. And when you sat down with her this week and you guys looked at KR her KRAs and, and KPIs and all of those things, and and I think I remember in a conversation with you, she was shooting high and you were having to pull her back a little bit, which is a good problem to have. Yeah, we were trying to set some 90-day goals. And, you know, one of the big things I asked her to do was, um, you know, this is her first year coming into um, 
starting starting the year with a marketing plan, and I made the marketing plan for the last 20 years. So one of her big goals for the next 90 days is to create a marketing plan for t- next year. And she also wanted to throw this and that. And I was said, I said, okay, so as you're starting this marketing plan, all of those things need to be part of it. So I wouldn't make them separate goals because I think, you know, starting from scratch for you with a marketing plan because is going to be a lot more work than me because in the back of my head, I know a lot of those answers. I know who our competition is. I know the data and the numbers. And I want her this time around to gather it herself so she and I can compare the differences of what I would say and what she would say so that hopefully we can create a better plan for next year. Right. And I think the other thing, you know, that to remember is, is those KRAs, they don't have to, they don't, for some roles, for some position, those KRAs will be the same every time you meet. That person has this job. These are their five tasks. But also there's some roles in some positions where that KRA may change every time you meet. Yeah, her key results are going to be different in the next 90 days than they were the previous 90 days because now we need to have a whole plan going into 2022. So, Allison, to, to kind of wrap things up, you know, what for you, keeping in touch with your team, making them, um, you know, keeping them wrapped into the company um, culture and everything, like what is what for you are some really important like action items, things that you need to be thinking of as an owner to to make sure that you're doing to keep that culture, to keep in touch with your team, to make sure that not only that everybody's happy, but everybody's moving forward and and continuing to, you know, be a part of the team. Yeah, I think it needs to be scheduled. What gets scheduled gets done, even if we have to push it a day or two. Um, we need to do it in writing. We need to have notes so that we can refer back to them. And partway through, we can send out the, hey, this is what we said we were going to work on over this 90-day period. Where do we stand? Um, and I think we need to make sure that we set smart goals that are achievable but push us a little bit. Um, and there has to be buy-in. I think that those are like four really important things. And we all have to understand that if we're not checking in regularly, a year can go by, nine months can go by so fast if we don't schedule it and don't check in. And people be, can come, become um, disenfranchised very easily. Yeah, and I think for me, like one of the things I'm kind of most excited for and something that we're going on two years of having not do is is a real good team building you know, event, not, not a team meeting where we sit and we talk about what's going on with the company and all that, just like going out and going bowling, doing something as a team, you know, again, we, we've talked off and on about it and we're trying to come up with something that is, you know, going to make everybody feel comfortable, going to be COVID safe and fun for everybody. And it's a challenge, but we're starting to come up with some ideas, you know, and I think here in the next few months, I really hope we get to do our company Christmas party or whatever. You know, those are things that we haven't done now for two years. And I think those are also really important for the team. Yeah, I, th- I think Nicole and I have a couple ideas. So so let's let's keep uh, keep some tabs on. We'll see how this sushes out. Yeah, great. No, that's great. Allison, what are you reading this week or should I say listening to on Audible.com? Okay, so I haven't started it yet because I'm still finishing the book we talked about last week. But somebody in my Entree Leadership Advisory Group recommended How the Mighty Fall and Why Some Companies Never Give In by Jim Collins. So I've added that to my list for next time. And so I looked it up so I could kind of see if it would be a good fit. And I really think it is because um, so in How the Mighty Fall, Collins offers leaders the well-founded hope that they can learn how to stave off decline 
And if they find themselves falling, reverse their course. Because I think we all go through phases. We talked about this in the spring. Like we were cruising along great and then something happened and we kind of just felt like we declined and we fell. Um, So great companies can stumble badly and recover. Every institution, no matter how great it is, is vulnerable to decline. And this book kind of talks about the things that you can keep an eye out for and how to recover before you kind of pitch off the edge. So I'm kind of excited about that because I feel like we've been going through some of those motions and maybe we've done some things well and maybe I'll pick up a few things that we can talk about to get even better. Yeah. So check that book out by Jim Collins, How the Mighty Fall and Why Some Companies Never Give In. And you can get that for free on us if you go visit audibletrial.com slash bizmary. You get a free 30-day trial. You can check out that book or many others. Just check out audibletrial.com slash bizmary. Married. Listen, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram or Twitter at BizMarried or just search Married with a Business on Facebook and connect with us. Tell us what's going on. Give us uh, Share something with us. And hey, if you're a couple that would like to be on the show and talk about how you work together in your business, hit us up on social media. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're Married with a Business. <laughs>